sunshine, bitches! Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. Happy last week of April, everyone! You know what they say, April showers bring May deep, insightful conversations. (laughs) This week, we are back on our self-help train, and we are discussing how to set boundaries and protect your peace. I don't know why I said it like that, but we're not re-recording this. Okay, so this is something that is very important to me and very important to share because I think it's something so many people struggle with. And oftentimes, I don't think most people realize that they struggle with it. So I hope that this is an episode that we can all really take something good from. But first things first, we got our hot girl huddle. So hit it, editing Connie. Alrighty, first things first. I just have to apologize to you guys, so I was a bit of a procrastinator this week. I am doing this whole episode on a Monday night because, um, I, yeah, I just, I procrastinated. So because of that, Editing Jimmy won't be making an appearance tonight, I'm sorry, uh, but I promise you guys he'll be back in full force next week. But first up is our healthcare horse ghost for the week. So we have two big astrological events happening in the later half of this week that are pretty exciting. So one on Friday... April 29th, we have our annual, what's called Pluto in retrograde. It's kind of like Mercury in in retrograde, but instead it's Pluto. So what does this really mean? So whenever we have a retrograde, it kind of brings up these like themes that are related to the planet that's ruling it. So for example, Mercury is the planet of like communications, technology. Here with Pluto, Pluto is the planet of the dark, spooky things in your life. Okay, we're talking like big changes. There's also this like new like rebirth kind of energy so this means that this friday april 29th the themes that are coming back are like things from our past traumas previous mistakes and you might be thinking like oh this doesn't this doesn't sound like something i want to be involved with um but you have no choice (laughs) but no it's actually good because it encourages things like healing and learning from your past mistakes so think about any like recurring themes or mistakes you're making in life recently and if there's anything you can do to break that cycle Then on Saturday, April 30th, this is supposed to be the biggest event of this week. We have a solar eclipse, my friends. So solar eclipses tend to bring these like big changes that are kind of unexpected. I mean, like aren't all big changes, but no, these are unexpected and these are super important. So you might get this like amazing opportunity or there's something that's really going to like change the current status quo. It's the start of a new chapter and it might seem scary, but ultimately just know that these are all good things that are coming for us, okay? And that was a bit of a short healthcare horoscopes. Next up, we got spit talk. Alrighty, you guys, so this week on spit talk, it has officially been one year since we adopted Ellie, my puppy, on 420. Yes, I know, we adopted her on 420. That's not how or why we adopted her, but yeah. Anyways, one year of puppy motherhood has been a ride and a half, let me tell you. So I just have to say that before I got her, when I was still thinking of getting a puppy, all of my friends that had puppies were like, do it, it's the best thing ever. It's like the most beautiful, magical, blah, blah, blah. And then I got one and I was like, holy shit, you guys, I haven't slept a full night's sleep in weeks. The house is a torn up mess and I'm constantly on edge making sure she doesn't like swallow something that she shouldn't. And then all of them were like, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you're not going to have a normal life. It's, it's going to be like a year until you know peace again. And I was like, thanks a lot, you guys. Like, thanks a lot for no one warning me about what was going to come. Uh, but you know what? They were, they were right. They were right. Ellie absolutely makes my days and 
my life just so fulfilling now she's just like so loved by jimmy and i she gives us so much purpose she's like the most loyal and loving companion and i know that i literally sound like an ad for aspca or like whatever adoption site right now like this is literally the most generic shit you could probably say about your dog but just know that like when us dog owners say this like cheesy corny stuff like it's just it's true okay there's no other way to put it um what what other generic stuff did i miss she's she's my best friend <laughs> i'm just trying to think of like those magnets that you get when you're like that go on your fridge and they're cheesy they're like i work hard so my dog can have a better life like that energy but yeah no just know that like we don't we're not trying to sound corny like we us dog owners genuinely feel like this but yeah i can finally say that i know peace again one year later Except now my piece is tainted by the fact that I'm constantly swallowing her hairs. If anyone has any tips on how to not swallow your dog hair, that would be amazing. Because honestly, it's like so disturbing as someone that hates hair in things. My hair included. So anyways, alrighty guys, let's get into the main episode. Alrighty, so this week, as I said, I really wanted to discuss the topic of how to set boundaries and protect your peace. I don't know why I keep saying it like this. Why do I, I don't have to say it like this. <laughs> I keep saying your peace. <laughs> um, I think it's a huge learning curve that I had to conquer during dental school and I'm still working on it. It's something that like I can see plagues so many of us, specifically us young women in healthcare. Um, I think it can be a part of things like gender norms too and culture especially for me coming from an asian culture and being a child of immigrants like there's no such thing as boundaries okay i don't even know the word for how to say boundaries in chinese I, you know what i don't even think there is one for it seeing as how whenever i spend holidays with my family my mom loves like barging into my room at seven in the morning asking about cvs coupons love her um but yeah i just i think it's you know what it's also a huge part of the nature of what we do because everything in our careers is taught to be patient focused for the care and betterment of others so we feel like irresponsible if we're capable of doing something and then still say no when we're asked and we also really feel like we're responsible for other people's feelings like you, you know what i realized sometimes when i'm at a restaurant i just want to go to my waiter and be like are, are you okay you look stressed I hope we're being good patrons for you. And I have to remind myself, like, he's getting paid to be here. He's fine, okay? Steve is fine. I'm kidding. But also, like, I have a sick need to be liked by people that help you on phones, like Apple support, or, like, whenever I call about, like, health insurance or, or like, like, making a schedule, like, scheduling an appointment for myself, I somehow think I should befriend them, and, like, I'm pretty sure I'm making their job harder than it has to be. When I'm like, so, like, what are you up to this weekend? Any fun plans? Like, no, no, just follow the prompts and answer his questions, Connie. Keep it moving. Not to mention, I feel like in healthcare, there's this toxic hustle culture mentality, obviously, where you feel like you're just, you're not working hard enough unless you put in literally, like, everything in your life aside for your career. So, ultimately, working in healthcare, as you guys know, is such a truly selfless position to be in and it's a funny thing that if you don't properly take care of yourself and set your boundaries and protect your peace then it can also be detrimental to yourself and affect your quality of work so sometimes you have to keep in mind like setting these boundaries it can feel selfish but you have to look at it as if you know it's actually helping you help others it's telling the world that you have self-respect and a sense of self-worth and it's also just the key to having healthy relationships so how do I know if I'm someone that struggles with setting boundaries or, in other words, how does having like a lack of boundaries show up in your life? 
So this can sound familiar to a lot of you guys, but here are like five ways to tell if you could improve on your boundary setting. So number one, if you strive to make everyone happy with your performance, so at like work or school or home, um, or this also may be like if you have a fear of rejection or abandonment or a strong desire to become friends with Apple support. Number two, if you feel burdened by how others perceive you. So whether it's like your mentors and your superiors, like your higher ups and your faculty, or your coworkers, or if you also feel burdened by, you know, the perception of the people that you're the boss of or the people that you lead. Oh my gosh, Ellie is going to town on the squeaky toy right now. Um, but yeah, if you feel burdened in any way, shape, or form by how others perceive you, that can be a sign. Number three, you might have a problem setting boundaries if decision making is really difficult because, you know, you can spend so much of your life doing what other people want that you end up losing, like, your sense of self. So this ultimately means like you often don't know what you want to do or what you don't want to do. This, I could go on and on about this, like in the small sense of how much this plagues me. You should see the way I agonize over what I order at lunch. I'm like, do I want a salad or a sandwich? Salad's healthier. I'll be more energized. But a sandwich would be so good right now. But oh, the carbs. But then I'd have leftovers. Like what if I, like it's really not that deep, Connie. Just make a decision. <laughs> I'm really curious if you guys can hear Ellie's squeaky toy right now. Okay, she stopped. I think she hears me talking about it. Wait. Oh, no, one last final push. Okay, the fourth sign of if you need to set better boundaries. If you feel like your day today has a lot of guilt and anxiety. And number five, this was my personal favorite, uh, when you're always a little annoyed. This used to definitely be me. Like, I feel like I used to say yes to everything and have no boundaries, and I would just be going around, like, grumbling and muttering, like a little ball of, like, crankiness. Now, if you're not too sure about any of these, honestly, like, a nice little assessment to see if you're setting healthy boundaries is to also ask yourself these questions. So, one, ask yourself, when did I last say no to someone? Or, number two, when did I last say yes to something I secretly didn't want to do? Last but not least, number three, ask yourself, do I feel like I deserve respect or do I feel like I have to earn it by being nice? This one, I was just like, mm, snap, snap, snap. So you might be thinking like, okay, Connie, these are like normal problems to have. These are normal things to feel. Why do we really need these boundaries if this is just how it's supposed to be? Okay, so first of all, you need boundaries because I didn't realize this until recent years, but it really affects how you see and experience your life. So you live a life that's not true to yourself when you lack the boundaries that you need and when you say yes to everything, because think about it this way. Saying yes to everything is essentially like saying no to your true self and the things you truly want because you only have so much time and energy in your day and like no matter how many six dollar coffee shop lattes you drink you really have to pick and choose what you focus on at the end of the day because like i said there's only so much time and energy what's that quote like there's no like you have the same amount of time in a day as like beyonce or something except i think that quote is saying like the opposite of what i'm trying to say two so you start to resent other people for things you shouldn't like you feel more on edge and irritated like i mentioned before and like maybe you get mad at other people when they actually do set a boundary and you're like wouldn't that be nice if i could do that which like you could but you just don't realize and number three to sum this up basically the reason why you want to have boundaries is you lose your precious energy by living a life without boundaries because you're constantly run down from saying yes to things you don't care about. Eventually, then you don't care about anything that you're doing. And it's actually the not caring part that drains you a lot. If you think about all the times in your life that you felt motivated and like excited for your future and filled with a sense of purpose, like these are all energy givers, even though you might not realize it. That should be what you fill your day with. And it's also incredibly draining to be fighting this like secret war inside of yourself with the outside world 
because now you just have a bunch of like tension from not setting the proper boundaries so yeah setting boundaries initially it might feel a little uncomfy okay it's not gonna be something we're used to it might feel foreign to even think about how you want to set boundaries but once you do it you're gonna feel more in control of your life which is honestly all I've ever wanted is to feel in control because right now in clinic nothing ever feels like it's in my control but I digress you'll feel empowered and respected and appreciated and heard you'll have more energy and ultimately you're gonna feel more courage and freedom to just live the life that you've always wanted okay so in order to implement some of this change into your life and set some of these boundaries you have to come to terms with a couple things that one you can't just work harder out of not needing boundaries. Everyone needs boundaries, and it's not a sign of weakness to establish them. But like I said, it's not something you can outwork. It's not like like earlier, like I said, it's not the more cold brew, more late nights. It just it doesn't work that way. And similarly to not outworking your need for boundaries, you also can't nice your way out of needing boundaries. I think this is like a survival mechanism that we might have picked up as a child, like trying to be nice and be liked by everyone. But in life, yeah, being nice will get you to some places, but it can't get you everywhere. You can't just say yes to everything and expect the world to be like, oh, well, like, she was nice, so she deserves it. Like, the world is a petty bitch. She, she don't care if you're being nice. Also, number three, you really have to dissociate from this narrative that you're responsible for anything outside of yourself because at the end of the day, only you can control yourself and you can only control yourself. Re repeat that again to yourself. And then let me know if it makes sense because it seemed really deep at the time, but now I'm not really sure if I just repeated the same thing twice. Only you can control yourself and you can only control yourself. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said the same thing twice. Moving on. You have to realize it's not my job to fix others. Like literally in some senses working in healthcare, it feels like it is, but also it isn't because I was having this conversation the other day with a friend and we were talking about how you can't make someone care about themselves. And the thing is like you have years and years of training in your field. So of course you think what you're doing is important. I would hope you think what you're doing is important, but it's also kind of like, who are you to tell someone what should be important to them when it's not your life? You don't fully know what's going on or what they care about. At a certain point, you just have to do what you can give them the proper guidance for what they need, and make peace with the rest. Like, you can't play God and make anyone do anything, no matter how much your ego wants to fix people and things. Also, remind yourself that it's okay if other people get angry or sad or upset. How other people feel is ultimately none of my business. It's not my responsibility. It can be related to my actions, but it's not my responsibility to manage them. It's, it's like the inverse of this quote that I really, really like, that happy that your happiness might not be your fault, but it is your problem. As in, it's up to you to control how you feel. So if I'm ever having a hard time with getting like through something involving someone else, I always ask myself, are they out there right now thinking about this too? And I feel like 9 out of 10 times, they're probably not. So I have to remind myself that if they're not out there being bothered by this too, or thinking about this, then it's not fair that I'm carrying around this burden and being bothered by this. So if they, they, if they don't care, then I shouldn't either. Okay, another thing I have to remind myself is I don't have to anticipate the needs of others. Okay, this one is kind of funny because I struggled even writing this down on my notes for what I wanted to talk about for today. Like, I wrote this down and then I deleted it and then I wrote it and then I deleted it like six times because I was just like, wait, but it kind of is my job to anticipate the needs of others. But then I was like, no, 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 Connie, it's, it's not. Okay, I've, I finally decided I don't, it's not my job, I don't have to anticipate the needs of others. I don't. It's, it's none of my business, it's not my burden. I don't. Unless I do. I don't know. Okay, moving on. Just know that you have the right to your own boundaries and you have the right to feel inner peace even if it wasn't shown to you how to do so as a child. Because I think so much of this is a reflection of what we saw as a child. 
So I found this article from this psychotherapist and it included some of your basic rights that, I mean, I've, I've always known, but I feel like I heard it differently when I was reading about this. So I hope that this kind of hits different for you guys. These are like four points from the psychotherapist. One, I have the right to say no without feeling guilty. Two, I have the right to make my needs as important as others. This one, I was also like, oh wait, my needs as important as others? A concept. Like it was, I don't know why this, this quote was like groundbreaking to me, but remember to repeat these to yourselves. Okay, number three, I have a right to be accepting of my mistakes and failures. And four, I have a right to not meet others' unreasonable expectations of myself. This one especially hit because, like, I'm in school right now, so literally my day-to-day is about how well I did meet someone else's expectations. Like, like, that's literally what I'm being graded on at the end of each appointment with a patient. But peel that away, and it's honestly, like, an arbitrary benchmark, like, for success. When really big picture, other people's expectations should not define how I live my life. I'm gonna tell myself that the next time I don't do so well in clinic. Uh, anyway, so, now, finally, for the meat and potatoes of this episode, how to set these boundaries... And what are the steps that you take? Oh, my back hurts. First, you have to take an inventory of where you feel like your boundaries are being crossed in your life. So where are you feeling drained? Where are you feeling like you have to do this and that when you don't want to? And all the things above that we discussed. So one, you have to stop over committing to others and commit more to yourself. So you know the things you don't want to say yes to. So stop saying yes to them. Okay, first of all. And you might think that saying yes to someone else is always doing a favor but it's actually being dishonest if you think about it and I don't know about you guys but like I don't want my friends and family and co-workers to be dishonest with me that seems worse than them just saying no to something like I can live with them saying no and in order to live your life to the fullest you have to live with that honesty and transparency like that's a huge part of the decisions that you make You also have to look at your relationship with yourself the same way that you look at your relationship with anyone else. Like, if you have a friend that always promises things but never delivers, they always say that they'll meet up and then last second flakes, you stop believing in them, right? Same as with yourself. If you always tell yourself, I'll take my Friday afternoon off because I deserve it, and then you never do, and you always end up filling it with stuff that you don't want to do and change the original plan, what message does that send to yourself? You, You stop trusting yourself. If you tell yourself you'll go to the gym and then you never make it, there goes that trust again. This reminds me of the TikTok audio that's like, what happened to the plan or the original plan? I forget how it goes. Okay, number two, you have to let go of toxic relationships or friendships. If any just came to mind for you right now, even just for like 0.5 seconds, you know which ones they are. Three, learn how to tell when other people are overstepping your boundaries. How do you feel? Like, it might be small moments of feeling anxious or feeling intruded upon, but it'll be different and distinct for all of us. Four, you really have to get clear with your values. So narrow down a list of three to five of your personal values. And think of that as like your personal like brand statement kind of. Five, have a way to show others that you're busy. I actually really like this tip. Um, So get like over the ear headphones when you're at school, waiting in line or at work and like you don't really wanna talk to anyone. Close your door if you live with roommates or work in an office. Like these are such small things But I feel like sometimes, like, you might think, like, oh, I'm being rude if I do this. But, like, no. Just put on your headphones and let the world go by. So these are some I statements that you guys can use when you're, like, discussing boundaries with other people or yourself. I feel blank when blank happens. Because blank. So what I need is blank. So these are good because it's a way to, like, like, to construct a sentence to express how you feel while being effective and clear. And not getting too, like, emotional about it. Seven, schedule non-negotiable alone time or time to do whatever you want. Eight, cut off 
have a cutoff time from answering emails or texts. Use Do Not Disturb on your phone. Personally, my phone is always on Do Not Disturb. That's just how I like to live my life now. Um, and honestly, I've had it like this for the past two years or maybe three years now. And like, I feel like it's, it's for anyone that's scared to do that, don't be scared. It's beautiful. Um, nine, know your energy givers and energy drainers. So like, for example, if you want to eat your lunch alone, you're allowed to eat your lunch alone and recharge however you want. If you get your energy from eating lunch with people, you can do that too. The key is just knowing like what works for you. Like one day it might be one thing, the next day it might be something else. It's transient. And pay attention to when you feel the most alive and when you feel the most drained or who you're with when you are the most alive and most drained and see little ways that you can like implement feeling more alive in your day to day and avoid the things that drain you. And number 10, this is like so hard and like obvious, but I just want you guys to hear this. Say no to working on the weekends Take your sick days and take your mental health days. Last but not least, a couple more ways to protect your peace because, oh, you guys, oh my god, I, I didn't say it, like, protect your peace, I said it normally, um, because I think setting and sticking to healthy boundaries is just part of the whole equation to, like, obtaining and protecting that inner peace when there is chaos on the outside. So one, create a sanctuary or, like, a safe space so the cancer in me is saying this with my whole chest, you guys, it's so important to have a space in your home or workplace I think Ellie feels this too because she's like squeaking along to her squeaky toy. Thank you, Ellie. So it's important to have a space in your home or workplace that's truly like this place of peace and happiness. It could be a place that you do your hobbies or a place that you disconnect and relax, but just know that you have a place, right? It could even be like a desk that you spruce up a bit with like a candle or something. Just have a place that you know that when you go there mentally, you're clear and you're good to go. Okay, number two, I hate that this is so important because I'm really not good with this, but along the same lines as creating a sanctuary, it's honestly really important to have your physical spaces be clean and to declutter because it really does have an effect on your like mental state, even if you don't think you're one of those people. For example, this week, Jimmy and I had like so many clothes on our floor, you couldn't even see your, our floor, and then Sunday we just like bit the bullet and like cleaned it up, and now I just feel so much better going into my bedroom. So yeah, I don't know if this is a problem that you guys have. Maybe this is just a me and Jimmy problem. I don't know. Okay, number three, build your circle and know the people that you can go to and the people that will trigger you. Just steer clear of any situations that may drain you, like I've been saying. I know that I keep repeating myself with this, but I feel like it's like a hard truth that you have to learn as an adult because like there's going to be times where like, no, like I still want to be friends with this person because like X, Y, and Z and you're always going to justify it, but like, you, you have to start making some decisions that are for the betterment of yourself. And a lot of times, those decisions aren't going to be things that you necessarily feel happy or excited about. But they're for the best. And last but not least, to protecting your peace. You have to take the initiative to know when you're drained and know when you're taking too much on. Because your emotional and mental peace is truly your own responsibility. Like I've been saying, no one can come up to you and be like, hey, listen, you need to take more time to relax tonight. You need to recenter yourself. Like only you can know that and do that for yourself. So just grow up and start realizing and paying attention to yourself and your needs because you matter. I just went like so like bad cop, good cop, like so quick. I'm kind of impressed. Maybe that's like the kind of parent that I'm going to be. I don't know. But anyways, good cup, bad cup over. Um, that's it for today's episode. Oh my gosh, I'm so popular. Oh my gosh, okay, people need to stop. Um, thank you so much for listening today, guys. This was so much fun getting back into my self-help episodes. If you like what you heard, please, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcast. It makes a huge difference for me and for this podcast. So thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you guys next week.
Bye.